All right, guys, how are you? Hello, wake up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are, uh, we're awake. I was, I kind of shot you some suggestions during the game. I don't know if you got them. I didn't get them. Where were you uh, sending them to? Twitter. Oh, I wasn't on Twitter. Okay. I was focusing wholeheartedly to call every, oh. I was actually calling for a, maybe a late transition play with Trent where you could say, run for us, run. Oh, nice. Or something like that, you know? Nice. <laughs> nice. But overall, you know, like Ron said, I think this is uh, a game that comes at a perfect time. Shocked, you know, I, it felt like the Jazz hadn't played at home for a long time. And you look at the calendar and holy cow, one game in like 30 days. So it's good to be home, good to get guys feeling good and, and nobody got hurt. Uh, Clarkson's still trying to find it. And he seemed ultra frustrated tonight. Because um, score is score, you know, Booner. Did you ever go through anything like this? Oh, heck, yeah. I mean, I think every player does. I, I mean, but I don't think any of us, I'll say any of us, maybe it's stretching a little bit, that's had the, that does have the freedom that Jordan Clarkson has. And he's, you know, for a while there, Tim, I mean, everything he threw up was going into the basket. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and now you, you get to the point where you're, it, it's not on automatic anymore, so... And Boyan, hopefully he's he's. Can I can I quote the great Ron Boone? <laughs> Please. I think it's a Ron Boone quote, but it might be actually somebody else's. But we'll credit Ron. Before the year's over, you end up being the back of your basketball card, and that works both ways. Yeah. That's right. Right, like I always love how like we're when you got a player who's like like Joe Ingles is not like is this like it's the stupidest question we got all year long, right? Is this sustainable? No. No. No, they've not. won 22 of 24. They're not winning 95% of their games the rest of the way. Like, no. Like, and, is and, Joe and, Ingles and, and, and 18 another, of 22 sustainable? No. Another way to look at this is that you, you, you're having such a great year, and take a guy, a player that's been in the league about five years, and then you look at his career numbers. They're not going to be too far off right. of those career numbers. Those point. career numbers are going to be just about the same. So, so Jordan Clarkson, yeah. who has been a career shooter, and he was like four or five percentage points above all of his career numbers, yeah. is coming back to, to his, his career. career numbers. And Boyan, who's shooting 37% from three, I'm guessing, you know what he's going to be by the end of the year? About 37%. About 40%, because yeah. you know what he's been the last four years? 40%. Yeah, Do you know the rule 750, Tim? Rule 750. The rule of 750 done by Nylon Calculus a few years ago. Pretty interesting. Okay, this is way above my head, but you I'm excited. Need, yeah, because the word calculus came involved. Yeah, Ooh. I'm bad with math. You need 753 point shots before you can adequately predict what the next sequence of shots will be. And if you, so in other words, like if someone's sample size is not big enough, so you get 750. Then once you have 750, so you're someone like, boy, I was going to. Find out what his last 750 are, and that's what his next 750 are pretty likely to be with very little deviation. So Jordan, like, go find me Jordan Clarkson's last 750 before the year started. That's going to give me a pretty good idea of what he's going to be this year. It's like Aaron Gordon is on the trade block right now. Aaron Gordon is shooting 43% from three 
and never been anywhere over 35. Yeah, we were talking, Jake and I were talking about that last week. Right? Like, you're getting a 35% three-point shooter. You're not getting a 42% three-point shooter. And if you make that deal thinking you're getting a 42% three-point shooter, you are going to make but, a mistake. But you know what's crazy is you're prob- what you probably get, because he's 43, he's got to go to about right. 15 <laughs> to come back. Right. And, and that's probably what the – that's the piece you're buying. Right. Yes, 100%. So go find a player's last 753-point attempts, and you'll find what his next 753-point attempts are going to be. Generally good kind of – Rule. So if we like, I'm doing it really quickly on Clarkson here. Clarkson's taken over the last three years, he's taken about 753s. 37.1, 36.6, 36.3. Okay? So he's a career 34.5, but his last 750 is 36. So he's probably going to be 36. Like, that's probably what he'll be. Oh, guess what he's shooting for the year. 36? Yes. So what you guys are confirming here is that, yes, I have wasted hours of my time over the last week uh, talking about whether or not uh, Bogdanovich is going to remember how to shoot the basketball. I mean, yeah, but you got to do like four hours to talk radio every day. So what the hell else are you going to talk about? Yeah, I, exactly. So You should try a 27-minute podcast. It's way easier to avoid the stuff you don't have to talk about. I'm sure. But, yeah, if I... If I've got to talk about that some more tomorrow, I, that, that's why I was glad. Is that selfish of me to be happy that that's why the threes went down so I don't have to talk about that tomorrow? Right. Is that selfish on my part? No. Boyan Bogdanovich, let's see. Let's play the rule of 750 here, and we'll let we you We need all the go. Jeopardy music. Uh, let's see. Boyan took 273 la- this year, 450. Or here, let's just do his last two years. He did 457 and 386. He's over 750 his last two years. 42.5 and 41.4. He is currently at 38%. I'm going to guess he gets to 41 by the end of the year. It's going to be fun to watch him get there. Yep. Well, the career number is 39. Okay. And I'm so and so like so what, you, what I'm saying is because he's taken 2,500 threes. Correct. He's gotten better than he was in his early stage of his career as a three-point shooter, which was 36, 36, 37, 36. And you take his last 750, and that'll tell you. If he'd only taken 750, then I'm taking his career numbers. But mm-hmm. I'll take his last 750. That calls it 41%. I'm going to guess he gets really close to that by the end of the year. Now, there is a wrist surgery in there that changes the game a little bit on Boyan on the whole, like, what you can project. It'll get there. <clears throat> I'm with you. It'll right. get there. Uh, thank you, guys. Great job. See ya. 118-88 is your final Jazz beat the Nets here at Vivint Arena. Jazz game night postgame show kicks off next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night postgame show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win tonight. They win big, 118-88 over the shorthanded Brooklyn Nets. Coach, uh, (laughs) where do you want to start with this one? The Jazz did whatever they wanted to do. I think shorthanded may even be not giving them enough credit. I mean, holy cow. Joe Harris, you know, plays only a few minutes and goes out. Seems like they were – you know, without all their guys, and then as the guys came in, we even lost a ref tonight. There are only th- two refs refing. Uh, one of the refs got injured. So, Which it, is the second time that's happened this that's year, right. by the way. So, try, Tyson, can you see if there's ever been a time? No. no. But, no, uh, I think that the bottom line is the Jazz did exactly what they had to do against a team that really had no chance tonight. Yep. 
Donovan Mitchell led the way with 27 points, 11 of 18 shooting, uh, 5 of 8 from 3. Did most of that damage in the first half because, well, he didn't need to do it uh, there in the second half. Bogdanovich with 18, Mike Conley with 18, George Niang uh, with uh, 15 as the Jazz uh, roll in this one. And it's, you know, it's too bad we didn't see a a full-strength Brooklyn team because they're going to be, uh, you know, a force to be reckoned with, certainly in the Eastern Conference. And, you know, with none of their guys playing, they waved the white flag a little bit. And, I, you know, with Harris and him not coming back and Jeff Green not coming back in the second half, I mean, it's just one of those games where you're glad the Jazz look good because if they didn't, there probably would be some red flags waving, but... They looked great. Yeah, they looked good, and and they did it, you know, within the context of what they do. I don't think anybody tried to go out there and, and just, you know, have their game. The, the ball moved great, uh, 24 assists. You know, they shot the ball uh, great. I think David made the comment there were 10 guys on the roster that made a three tonight. So, uh, you know, the ball got spread around. Guys got going. But I think two things, really important things happened. Boyan got some mojo back tonight. You could tell – uh, on the road trip, he really was searching, and he he had a much better result tonight, and I think that just helps his mindset. And then I thought George Niang, who's kind of been quiet, you know, for a while, I thought George actually, you know, came off the bench, had a great game tonight. Um, and, and I don't want to say just because he made shots, but um, that's what he's there to do. And so it's, it's great to see him do that uh, and contribute in that way. Uh, we may get off into some trade deadline stuff tonight uh, because, well, it's else, yeah. probably more interesting than, than really breaking this one down. But we're already off to the races. You ready? A trade just coming down yes. a minute ago, and it involves somebody of some local interest. The Detroit Pistons are trading guard DeLon Wright to the Sacramento Kings for guard Corey Joseph and two second-round picks, according to Woj. DeLon so Wright's DeLon's on, the on the move. Back back west. Actually, back west. Close to home, San Francisco kid. You know, I think uh, he's – carved out a nice little niche for himself in this league. I'm not sure he's ever going to be that kind of, you know, starting point guard on a playoff team, but he's certainly a guy that you would have confidence bringing in off the bench to uh, not let go of the rope. Yeah, for sure. He brings so many great skills. He's, you know, he's, I think the book on him is he's not a great perimeter shooter, but he really runs a team and versatile defender, very versatile defender, and, you know, I, I think he's actually really good in an up-tempo system. So I think Sacramento will be a good spot for him. So we'll tell you, if any Woj bombs, any further ones drop during the postgame, we will be all over it. And we will talk some trade deadline coming up. But the Jazz win tonight big over the Nets, 118-88. to With that, we will say goodnight to our network stations. Uh, our next broadcast is coming your way on Friday night when they take on the Memphis Grizzlies. It'll be the first of back-to-back games against the Grizzlies. Tip-off coming your way at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have post-game sound for you, and we'll break this one down further coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night post-game show on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Proud to be the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Find out more at markmillersubaru.com. 118-88 to is your final Jazz beat up on the Nets tonight. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. We'll get you some sound from the locker room coming up here momentarily. But let's take a look at your uh, sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Tonight, the Jazz shot 45.1% from the field, 41.8% from three. 
They were 23 of 55 from three. So just let it fly tonight. Led by Donovan Mitchell, 27 points. Bogdanovich had 18, breaking out of that slump. Four of six from three, five of eight from the field. Conley, 18 points, four rebounds, had a couple of assists as well. He was six of 12 from the field, three of six from three. George Niang had 15 points coming in off the bench, uh, five of eight from three, five of nine shooting. Uh, let's talk about Conley for a, for a second here, Tim. He has just turned into such a consistently good player. It's so... Um, he deserves a ton of credit because it's so different from last year as he was making his adjustments. And now it's just like, I mean, boom, we're just talking about good game after good game after good game. It's almost a no brainer with that guy. His, uh, you know, his decision-making so good and he really does set guys up. Uh, but I think his, um, you know, his aggressiveness offensively, I think he is really comfortable. Uh, you know, he takes a good amount of threes and he typically does it early in a game. I think he's been, Great starting games for the most part. His line tonight, 6-for-12, 3-for-6 uh, from 3. Went to the line three times, made them all. Uh, four rebounds, two assists, and the number I absolutely love and every coach would in 25 minutes, handling the ball as much as he did zero turnovers. Um, same can be said for Donovan, a, a zero turnover night. So, um, you know, a lot of things that trended well tonight. And, again, the, the, um, the, the opponent wasn't exactly – you know, up to snuff, but the bottom line is they had to go out and do it, and they did a nice job of executing. Seven assists for Donovan to go along with those zero turnovers and 27 points. If he could just get 10 rebounds. <laughs> I mean, come on. Jeez. Come, well, <laughs> that was the dumbest criticism ever. I mean, of all the, uh, you know, the the talk from the TNT crew talking about the Jazz, that, Ten, that yeah. may have been that may have been the dumbest critique that uh, we've heard actually that might not be true because there's been a lot of, there's been some silly yeah, stuff there's been some really silly stuff and and you know what uh, i i almost feel bad for the jazz that they played a net steam tonight that was shorthanded because this was one of their national tv games and they've only got a handful of those i guess they really showed their stuff blowing out the nets but i wonder how many of the pundits out there actually paid attention to the whole game it'll all be i would imagine it'll all be written off and you know they they beat a, a team i mean the truth of the matter they did beat a team that was pretty decimated tonight um but you know if you really are focused on improvement and watching this team play night after night i think you saw some great things tonight that definitely um you know just kind of reinforced the fact that this team's got a really good chance to compete all right, let's get some sound rolling. Let's uh, check in with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Hi, Coach. We'll get started with Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, first home game after a long road trip uh, can really feel like a road game, but that didn't show at all. You guys dominated right from the start. Are you pleased with what your team did tonight? Yeah, I, I think there were some good things. Obviously, you know, Brooklyn was shorthanded. Um, but, at, you know, every game, try to – get better um tonight's no different um so i you know i thought we came out playing good defense and uh you know they were able to get some offensive rebounds in the first half which is you know they were they were had they played a big lineup then but i thought as the game progressed in the second half you know we did a better job on the boards and you know, there's some things we'll take from this game eric walden salt lake tribune Quinn, what are those things that you can take from this game, just given that, you know, they come in shorthanded to begin with, and then on top of that only play DeAndre Jordan a handful of minutes, um, you know, Joe Harris a handful of minutes. What are, what are the things that you look at 
from a result like tonight? Um, well, I mentioned, the, you know, the defensive glass, you know, the transition defense, those are things that, you know, no matter who's in the game for us or you know, our opponent that we want to execute in and focus on. I think, uh, you know, when they're switching pick and roll, you know, we have a tendency to get stagnant in those situations. And we haven't seen that in a little bit, but that that's something that we have seen and will continue to see. So, um, you know, I, I thought we, like I said, we were a little stagnant in that, a little indecisive. And, um, you know, that's something we've got to continue to, to work on and improve that when you haven't seen it in a while. Um, it's a different coverage. And, you know, like any adjustment that a team makes, uh, it takes, sometimes it takes more time than you want, you know, to execute more cleanly in that. And Anderson, KSLSports.com. Jordan seemed pretty dejected in the fourth quarter. I know he had a couple of uh, frustrated timeouts. What do you say to him, or does he just kind of need to shoot himself out of this? Well, you know, I don't want to overreact to, to one or two games for any of our guys. Um, you know, we, we know who Jordan is. He's been terrific as many games as, you know, he's had far more games where he's, you know, made shots. But I think the thing we saw, you know, there's other ways to impact the game. And, you know, I thought you saw him really dig in defensively in the second half. You know, he got in the lane and kicked it out a few times. And that's, you know, that's, that, that's going to happen to everybody if, you're not making shots one, you know, keep shooting, particularly the catch and shoot threes. I think he, you know, he started to pass some of those up. Um, but he, when he did put the ball on the floor and got in the lane, you know, he really, he had his eyes out and, you know, made a couple of good passes um, that he kicked out to, to his teammates. David James, KTV. Quinn, what have you seen from uh, Ursan Ilyasova, either in the little bit you've seen him play on the court or just getting to know him off the court? And what do you need and want to see from him in the next couple of weeks? Well, none of us have really seen a lot of each other because of, you know, the protocols on the road. You know, Ursan's been been playing with some of the younger guys to, you know, not only find his rhythm, but to, you know, to continue to get in shape. Um, I, I, you know, he... With the things that we're doing, you know, a lot of them are new to him, but the concepts are not. Um, and I think you saw him, you know, his ability to handle the ball um, and his length, you know, when he's around the board, you know, we think defensively down in the post, he can rebound and, you know, he has a presence down there. So um, not going to evaluate Urson. We know who he is. I say I'm not going to evaluate him on his, his minutes tonight. I wanted to get him in, you know, with some of the, um, the older guys, meaning, you know, with JC and with George and some of those guys as well to help him kind of find a rhythm. That's all. Thank you, coach. All right. There you go. Jazz head coach, Quinn Snyder. You can tell uh, even keeled coach Snyder, as usual, trying not to take too much out of this game, as you mentioned, right off the top, Brooklyn being shorthanded, but uh, you know, you can uh, work your stuff and take the positives. And I liked, he talked about, you know, facets of the game that they've been struggling uh, transition defense and, Again, we made this comment during the pregame, but uh, with the Jazz and the COVID situation and limited practice time, even a game like this becomes really valuable because, you know, for instance, transition defense has been a bugaboo or turning it over has been uh, an issue. And so you're able to go out there in live reps, and albeit against a team that's not as good, uh, but you still have to get back in transition. You still got to get the ball stopped um, and, and work on things that maybe you haven't been doing well. So, 
uh, positive things to be taken. And, uh, you know, I liked what Quinn said about Jordan, you know, certainly not going to evaluate uh, on a couple of, of performances. He understands the whole idea that we talked about that guys are going to come back to what they typically do. Yeah, absolutely. And you want him and, and he left Jordan in a little bit in that fourth quarter and you want him to go in there shooting and playing his game. I uh, talked about this a lot this week, and, and I keep going back to this quote from uh, from George Niang from it must have been a month ago now, where he said, "You know, they're just trying to be stars in their role." And Jordan Clarkson has a critical role on this basketball team, and so he needs to play it, and he needs to go out there and go out there shooting and have the confidence that he's had all year long. And uh, don't get overreactionary to some bad games or a streak where, you know, you're in a little bit of a slump. And on the other side of that, the Jazz have enough firepower offensively this year that some guys can go through some stuff and it's not going to cost them games. And he really did go through a streak of just absolute insanity in yep. terms of the production, uh, his efficiency, the number of shots he was making on a nightly basis. Uh, so obviously it's going to come back, you know, going to come back around and things are going to even out. Uh, you know, if he'd certainly found something, I'm sure he could retire from playing and market it. You know, this is the little powder I take to make all my shots. Uh, but we know the game is such that uh, you're going to go through streaks of, of tough times. And Jordan's a tough dude. He'll handle it. Uh, you know, I'm frustrated tonight, and I totally get that. Um, but a, a huge Jordan Clarkson guy and feel like he's, uh, he, like you say, he plays a huge role. And he just can't lose the confidence because that's the key. Absolutely. And that's his greatest strength i was talking about this earlier today from you know players who've played for quinn snyder over the years a lot of them i don't want to say all because you never know but a lot of them from you know ricky rubio to jay crowder um to to even players like gordon hayward and donovan mitchell have talked about this where one of quinn snyder's biggest strengths is he tells him to go out there and shoot he instills that confidence he says go take those shots and jordan clarkson has mentioned that over and over again i would i would certainly well i mean Quinn Snyder is not going to overreact by telling somebody like, hey, we're going to need you to slow down. Go out there and, and play your role. I think that's one of uh, his great coaching philosophies and a big reason why players like to play for him. And certainly one for 15, you know, like David talked about, is is an outlier in the wrong direction. We've seen, you know, Jordan shoot uh, crazy, crazy numbers in the positive this year. But he's going to be around 36, you know, 36, 37. That's um, you know, I think that's David's rule of 750, not David's, but the rule of 750 he talked about. That makes a lot of sense. And he has gotten better progressively through his career. So he'll come back to that number. And, and you know, there's going to be a couple games where we talk about just how crazy good he was. All right. Uh, we'll have more coming up right around the corner. Want to remind you about Mark Miller's Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jazz win big tonight, 118 to 88. More next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller's Subaru. Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Proud to be the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Find out more at markmillersubaru.com. 118-88 is your final as the Jazz mop the floor with the shorthanded nets. Let's get a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by our friends at Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA. Or visit certapro.com. That's certa with a C. We do painting. You do life. Points in the paint tonight. Jazz outscored by 20, 50 to 30 
by the Nets, but um, they have got to start working on their points in the paint. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know what you were going to say. I didn't know if you were going to say the Jazz outscored them by sixty. It certainly didn't feel like the Jazz got outscored in the paint like that. But... No, it, it it did not. But I mean that that stat is is so funny. You were you were talking the other day how we're going to have to kind of follow that the the meaning of that stat a, a little bit uh, differently than we have in the past. But the Jazz took fifty five threes. Yeah, I mean there's just no point shots to be had and you saw this at the beginning where rudy gobert tonight and of course my page just refreshed rudy gobert tonight only had three shots uh, and it was pretty obvious from the beginning that they were going to sell out to take away the rim from from rudy and if you're playing this team shorthanded that's probably the best thing to do but i mean this just wasn't a game where the nets the nets didn't stay home on shooters and and the jazz made them pay but i mean in <laughs> This game's really hard to analyze, and and maybe coach you you will uh, do better at it than me. But what, I mean, how were the Nets supposed to play this Jazz team, being as shorthanded as they were? I mean, what 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 did we really expect? This is exactly what we expected. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think the game could have been depending on how the Jazz played. You know, if they would have played uh, a little sticky, if the ball would have been sticky, if you know guys didn't really sell out defensively, you could see maybe a twenty point game tonight. But I think the the number we see here is indicative of the Jazz just, you know, doing everything really, really well, including shooting the ball. Well, I will say this. They played a lot better tonight against the shorthanded Nets team than they did, what was it, a week and a half ago against the shorthanded Rockets team? Yeah, they did actually a, a lot better. A lot better. And, and that Rockets team had less or, I mean, yeah. Was less, just as shorthanded. Just as shorthanded. That's the best way to say it. That's, I got, yeah, it's a kind way to say it. I know, I... I constantly have to think about that like how can i rearrange this to make it not sound so mean so you're a pro i'm an amateur no it's it's just <laughs> it, games like this and that rockets game are tough because it's not you know there's still nba players and they're still out there but uh, you know you heard Locke talking about there's two three guys that were playing in the g league last month i think you make a great point though they the rockets team wasn't any better and the jazz really i mean that they made a run at the jazz late yep right um, and remember that infamous, well, now infamous, Quinn Snyder uh, postgame press conference right. where he went, yeah, as scorched earth as Coach Snyder goes, which is not, you know, not too bad. But he was, you know, he was he was pretty tough on his team that night. And tonight, certainly a way different tone with him, and understandably so, because the team played, I mean, the team played great. And really, you know, in these situations, you know, I think you do it long enough, you're going to have nights where you're up against a team that's shorthanded. Uh, really, all you can ask for your team is to do what the Jazz did tonight. They played unselfish basketball. They played hard. Um, you know, they played. Uh, they did a good job of of doing the things that they do well. And like Quinn talked about, they they had certain things they wanted to work on that they got better at. So I think all those things are checked. Nobody got hurt. Um, you take the W, and I think it's a positive night. And you made a good point in uh, uh, a year with uh, with no practicing. You know, games like this probably aren't the worst thing in the world because, like you just said, you can go out there and work on your stuff. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, like a, a transition defense. So uh, every coach that, you know, coaches, there's certain things during the season that bog down. Transition defense is one of them because it really is an effort thing. You you do need to sprint back, and five guys need to sprint back and communicate. So you can get off kilter if guys aren't all involved. Um, but it's a simple, you know, couple days in a row doing a 20-minute segment on it. Um, you, you feel like you can maybe shore that up. That's what tonight was for them. Is yeah. They can't do that now, but they got an opportunity to do that tonight.
Get a look at your three-point feature sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Tonight, the Jazz from three. Very good. 23 of 55, 41.8%. Led by Donovan Mitchell, four of eight. Bogdanovich, four for six. Uh, I said four of eight for Donovan. Sorry, five of eight. Five of eight for George Niang coming in off the bench. Uh, let's see here. One of two for Royce. One for two for Jarrell Brantley. One for two for Elijah Hughes. Uh, one for six for Joe Ingles tonight as he cooled off a little bit. Mie Oni, one for four. And uh, Jordan Clarkson, uh, you know, working on some stuff. He was one for 11 tonight from three, one for 15 from the field. Yeah, that that's the one thing, you know, I wish tonight that, that if you could change it. But if it's going to happen to a guy, you know, if, I would rather Jordan struggle a little bit longer than Bojan because I think mentally, I, think, I just think Jordan's the type of guy that can shake it off. He's been a a guy having to come off, you know, for lack of a better word, and relieve a starting pitcher. That's his role. He's come out, have energy, be really aggressive, and make shots. So uh, the crazy thing is, honestly, next game he could go, you know, five, five, five for five, six for six, eight for eight, some crazy thing like that, and I wouldn't be surprised. You certainly just uh, don't want to see him lose confidence and change his game, which <laughs> if we know anything like Jordan uh, about Jordan Clarkson, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, one of the last timeouts, um, you know, Jordan was really frustrated visibly in the timeout and, you know, kind of took his towel and threw it up in the air. And when he got subbed out of the game, you know, I I guess Joe, you know, spending a lot of time talking to him. Again, I don't think it's him losing confidence. I think he's really frustrated at himself for just missing, you know, because that's really all it is. He's taking the same shots. You saw him drive it, get to a jump stop, left shoulder, stuff we've seen all year, but the ball's just not going in for him right now. Let's get some more post-game sound rolling. Let's go back down to the media room and hear from Donovan Mitchell. Hey, Donovan. We'll get started with Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, Donovan, we talked about your assertiveness um, and the pace and the rhythm in the first quarter. What felt different at the start for you tonight? Um, I think the biggest thing was just trying to just attack. Um, you know, when they started small, understand if I get to the rim, or if I find guys or whatever, finding my looks, you know, just trying to find ways to contribute anyway. Um, but the biggest thing is just trying to be aggressive, get downhill, make plays. And um, today it was get on the rim and finish. You know, some games just get there and kick when they collapse. Um, but that was just my mindset from the jump. Matt Cole's AP. Sometimes when a team is missing a bunch of their starters, it can kind of be a dangerous game. What did you guys tell yourselves before you came out tonight knowing uh, they were missing a bunch of guys yeah you know we had that to start the break or to, to the first game after the break against Houston um you know they had a bunch of guys who were, who um, were out and you know they came to play we were up by I want to say 24 at one point and then they came back to cut the single digits so the biggest thing was start strong continue to play strong continue to play the right way continue to do what we do um and keep it that way for the full 48 minutes and I think we did a good job of that tonight um, those guys are talented, you know, just because those stars weren't playing, those those guys, whether it's Chioza, Brown, um, Harris, uh, TLC, like those guys can, can hoop. Alize Johnson had 23 and 15 or whatever. So those guys are good. You know, we, we, we continue to do what we do. And, you know, we had a few mis- mistakes that we can clean up. But overall, we, we did a solid job. David James, KUTV. You know, at different times this year, you've had guys who've had cold streaks, gotten a little frustrated. Bojan got it going. He's had some games and missed shots. Jordan looked a little frustrated tonight. You know, as a leader, what do you say or, or maybe what do you don't say and just let him get out of it? Um, 
I think we've, I think pretty much everyone this, on the teams have one. You know, I started the year off that way. You know, Joe had one, Mike had one, uh, Jace, like, you know, it's, it's, it's part of it. You know, it's, it's, it's part of the season. I think, you know, Boyan said something today, you know, he was saying that he's, this is, I think he said the worst slump of his career, but he knows what to do. You know, like we're, we, these guys like JC had a, a tough night tonight, but at the end of the day, he, he's, he's been here before, you know, he understands. And for me, it's just being there for him. I think that's us as a team, just being there for each other, understanding that it's not always going to be, you know, an efficient night, you know, but understanding that the looks he got were good. You know, it wasn't like he was out there taking bad shots. It wasn't like guys were taking bad shots. And, you know, the same shots he made is the same shots he missed today, you know, and it's not going to be the same way uh, next game of the game after that. Um, but the biggest thing about a slump is not thinking about the slump, if that makes sense. So not really saying, oh, man, like I'm going through it. Just trying a way to keep yourself uh, on the same level, same shots, and, and keep playing the right way, you know, and, the end of the day, he's, he did his he did his thing on defense. You know, contributed pass, made good pass, made good reads, and just because the shot wasn't falling, you know, he was he was doing other things. And I think that's that's the best part about him and, and Boyan. And you know, we're going to continue to to build off of that. Last question, Ryan Miller, KSL. Is it ever disappointing to when a team doesn't have all their guys? Is it, does it like make the game a little weaker? I guess in your mind. No, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that because it kind of discredits, you know, the guys who are, who are playing. I wouldn't say it makes it weaker in a sense. I think, you know, you know, when you play against, we want to play against, you know, guys the likes of KD, Kyrie, uh, James Harden. Like, you know, that's what it's competitiveness is the competitive part, competitor in me and competitive everybody. But at the end of the day, it's basketball. You know, we're not <clears throat> we're not going to change how we play or who or our mindset because guys aren't in the game. Um, I think that's that was the, that's what we showed tonight. You know, I think that's we've had instances in, in my time here where we've played, you know, differently because guys have been out, you know, and I think tonight really showed the mental fortitude we had throughout the entire game to continue to 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 keep our foot on the pedal. You know, and like I said, those guys are good. They can hoop, you know, and at the end of the day, we got to go out there and do what we do, what we do and um, just keep keep uh, keep asserting ourselves. All right. Thank you, Donovan. I don't tweet on game days, but shout out to the U of L women uh, beating Northwest. And we got Oregon, which we're about to get a win. So make sure y'all tune in. Donovan Mitchell giving uh, Louisville, uh, the women's team, a little plug right there on the way out the door. Flashing that L. Uh, what are you, uh, He was talking about Bogdanovich there. I, I think that's a real positive from tonight as he uh, really played well. 18 points, 4 of 6 from 3, 5 of 8 from the field. And he talked about Bogdanovich uh, playing better. And then he also talked about Jordan Clarkson. And you can tell they have confidence in these guys that they're going to be the players that they know that they can be. No doubt from the teammates, at least not sounding like from Donovan anyway. It's just hard to be you know great every single night. I mean, I think that's what... Uh, we talk about superstars and the you know the differentiator and and guys who you know uh, Boyan is is certainly a phenomenal player and really the only thing he was lacking lately is just um, you know I think he got down on himself you kind of saw it snowball and tonight you know I, the one thing that that we talked about in the pregame that we'd hope to see is you know these guys break out of their slumps Jordan is is still kind of in the midst of one but yeah I agree Boyan fought his way out of it, made some shots tonight, and it, that's just does so much for your confidence and ability to make shots. You know, if you if you can get out there and, and, hey, I can do this, I do this all the time, you know, everything changes for you. And it did tonight for Bogdanovich, and he's been a little bit up and down this year. I think he's still dealing with that wrist and uh, will probably continue to deal with it throughout the, throughout the season. But 
you know, it's good to see him go out there. And you could tell he had a little bit more bounce after he was making those shots, a little bit of a relief to him. And, you know, again, being a star in your role, Bogdanovich has a big role on this team, and he'll he'll be a big part of their success uh, if and when they have it. Yeah, and we've talked about his versatility. You know, the part of his game that will really be valuable in the playoffs, um, you know, when he has a smaller guy, you can back, you know, you can post him and play with him there. Um, but at the end of the day, what he is and what he's elite at is catching and shooting the basketball. So as long as those things start to go in for him, and again, those those numbers that have been, you know, he struggled in, in, in his averages or his percentages the last few games, that'll all even out. You know, he's going to make a lot of shots between now and the end of the year. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, want to remind you about Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Proud to be the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 118-88 is your final. Coming up next, we'll get some more sound for you from the locker room and continue to break this one down. And we'll keep an eye on Woj. No Woj bombs that segment. No more. Trade deadline tomorrow at 1. And uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on that, and uh, we'll get coaches' thoughts on whether or not the Jazz need to make a move as well. We'll get to that straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Tim LaCombe with you. 118 to 88 is your final. Jazz hammer the shorthanded Nets. Let's get to your master of the glass, shall we? Because we had a close one tonight. We had a close race for the master of the glass brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the uh, preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to the United Way of Utah for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's Master of the Glass, Tim. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. 11 rebounds for Rudy. We got to talk because we got to reset. I started sneezing that because... (laughs) He had some crazy number, and I said it's nothing to sneeze at, and we started sneezing it, right? And it stuck. So, I hope you enjoy the sneeze every. Uh, it's good every night, well, pretty I much. Like it. It's kind of a tradition. Uh, Derek Favors had ten, so he was almost there. Rudy, uh, just for the record, if you're you're new to the post game, Rudy has only not been the master of the glass two games so far this year. Royce got it once, actually. Royce one and a half because Royce tied. That's tie, and Donovan and got Donovan it. got it. So, Rudy, pretty safe to say that uh, the good folks at Safe Flight uh, will be donating for the, the season leader. I'm going to go out on a limb now and say that's going to be Rudy overall for the season. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be Rudy. Um, I did learn from the broadcast tonight that David must listen to us on his drive home. He must. Because he complimented or, or commented and complimented, I guess, um, our, our segment of uh, Master of the Glass. So cool. Well, now we we have. I think he has an in-game read, so I think he's. We've got him keeping an eye on it too, like almost pulling for. Not that we would pull against Rudy grabbing rebounds, but almost like okay, who's, let's see if somebody else can get it tonight. Who's going to go out there and grab fifteen boards because that's what it's going to take to out rebound Rudy. <laughs> most <laughs> nights, most nights, 
And uh, actually, this was more of a storyline last year, I, I suppose. But when Derek Favors left the first time, everybody was kind of wondering, all right, well, is it going to hurt him in the rebounding? And Ru- Rudy just stepped up and, and was a monster on the boards last year. And that has obviously just continued. And Derek, in his role, is not going to roll up the total number of rebounds uh, he did when he was playing for the Jazz the first time. We were playing, you know, 25, 30, 35 minutes a game. Uh, but Rudy is, he's, uh, I, that continues to be the number one surprise to me about this uh, Jazz team is not that they're a good rebounding team per se, but the fact that they're, well, they're not the best anymore. They're, they're second, oh, second in total oh, so rebounds close. in the, in the entire league. That, that does, that's, that surprises me. That's elite status. And, and again, we've talked about this, but uh, you know, shout out to Joe Ingles, seven, you know, I got seven rebounds again tonight. Um, the Jazz are kind of doing that whole thing by committee. Donovan had six, and and Royce had six. Um, you know, Bogdanovich got three, Conley four. So, you know, it's again, it's 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 uh, the big guys. Gobert particularly, he and and favors having big nights on the glass, and then everybody else doing their part. All right, uh, our guy Jordan Clarkson, the Good Vibe Tribe, just tweeted this out, Tim. Great team win. Keep growing. Keep getting better, laying brick by brick. I think I took that literally tonight. Hashtag on to the next one. The best. <laughs> that dude, man. I seriously have to gain wisdom from this this kid because he is, that's wise beyond his years right there. That's awesome. And that's like totally having a, a sense of humor as well. It is. You wonder why he's, uh, he, well, at least it would seem like, why he's uh, such a popular guy in the locker room. You know, just kind of got that. Again, good vibe tribe sums it up so well. I mean, he's just got that good vibe, that good nature to him. I did learn a long time ago, and I think it's, you know, it's 11.08, so we're going to do wisdom with Tim. Okay. You got to freaking learn to laugh at yourself, man. A little bit. Like, I, I, I have met so many people in this world that take everything so dadgum serious. And certainly a night tonight on national television where Jordan Clarkson could be mortified and I'm not, you know, but again, laugh at yourself. You'll, you'll be amazed. You, you'll probably add a year to your life if you can figure that skill out. Hilarious. I don't have any proof of that scientific. Oh, it's good. Hey, I, I'm on board. Okay. I'll buy in. That was the 1108. That was a 30-second piece of wisdom. Well, I think we need to start being more funny because we need to, we need to liven Alex up in there. Help. I'm worried about his health. That guy frowns so much. Well, he just, uh, yeah, he doesn't smile a lot unless he's at the bingo parlor. But the, <laughs> I was about to say, but then again, if you produced for David, you probably wouldn't smile a whole lot. Either. I would I'll be stressed you, guy, out. Yeah. I actually was his intern, so I get it. I actually <laughs> dodged pencils back in the day. He was very fiery back then, and I know he's really mellowed. All right, let's get some po- some more post-game sound for you. Let's go back down to the media room. Let's hear from uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. Hey, boy, I'm, we'll start with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, boy, I'm just based on what you were telling us this morning about, you know, the slump that you're going through and how you're feeling. How did it feel tonight to, do, you know, see some shots go in and, and kind of get in the rhythm of the game? I mean, it was a little bit easier today. Even I started the game again with a, with a too easy, too easy misses, but uh, I stick, I stick with a game. I had a, Couple open open ones later on, but like I said, I gotta I gotta be focused and then to be more focused on the beginning of the games. I cannot start every single game with all for all three or all for four. So 
so it's it's great to to see the ball go in. So I hope that that I'm gonna I'm gonna be back. I'm gonna be back and then play way better than than I was before the, after the All Star. Next up, Matt Cole's AP. Well, and do you think the team has turned a corner and playing more the way that you were playing when you had the long win streak? Listen, we had a we had a really tough schedule. No one understands that we were on a, on the road for the twenty one or, or, or out of twenty seven last last day. So so we had a tough schedule. We back home finally. We are trying to to find a rhythm after the after the All Star break and, and and play better, play the the jazz basketball that everybody that every everybody loved. So so we got a like I said a home stretch here and and and, and we have to take care of the business and then try to get on another another winning streak. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Okay, they obviously rested their guys. Uh, I mean, in this kind of compressed 72-game schedule, you mentioned kind of how tough it has been for you guys, but are you feeling the difference physically between this year and maybe it, the average NBA season? Is it more of a grind than it has been in years past? I don't feel any difference, honestly, even... Even we have a we have a crowd here, so we are even better physically when we play play in front of the crowd. And a lot of teams are playing in in empty gyms, so it's really it's really tough to play that way. Even no one like no one fans don't care if we play in a in a empty arena or or in front of the fans. So so I really like to play in a, in our home in front of our fans. So so not basically nothing different physically, but it's big difference playing in front of fans or or with no fans. Last question, David James, KTV. Boyan, when you're playing a team like this is missing so many guys, do you guys talk about that before the game and talk about wanting to get off to a great start? Because obviously 38 to 17, you dominated the game right away. Or is that just something that's unsaid? Well, listen, every every single team Got a got a great players and whoever's in the league, they got a, they got quality. So we had a problems with a with the Houston in here when when they rest their guys, they had a they lead us in the first quarter I think or or on, on half time. So it's a little bit tough to adjust when they play with a. We had a game plan for the for the James Harden and all these guys, and then suddenly they didn't play. So like I said, it's it's, it's great great team win. We had an opportunity. For the for our young guys to play whole whole four quarters, so like I said, great 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 game for us. All right, that's it. Thank you, Boyan. Boyan Bogdanovich, right there, and Bogdanovich was very good tonight. Eighteen points, five of eight shooting, four of six from three. He had three boards and three assists. And we've talked about it a couple times tonight, but his um, his uh, comments today earlier before the game where he talked about how this was the worst shooting stretch of uh, of his career you heard donovan mitchell mention it when we uh, heard from donovan earlier in the show i thought uh, th- that was um let me let me uh, i thought that that was interesting that he said that you don't hear that a lot from from players and a little bout of honesty there from bogdanovich but you could tell that he he had a calmness about him even when he was talking about it and you know, that guy's going to start shooting. That's what he does. He's Boyan Bogdanovich. He's made a living shooting that basketball, and it was good to see him play well again tonight. It almost makes me wonder, you know, if those comments for him today were, were somewhat therapeutic, yeah. too, because you, you know, you get frustrated, you bottle all that up inside. So 
probably good something good came from just uh, the candid you know way in which he approached it. Um, but like you said, he's a pro, and beyond that, he, he's a he, he's one of the better pros at what he does, and that shoot the basketball. So uh, I loved his comments, and I think the the other piece that really was evident, he talked about um, <clears throat> how this was a perfect game for the team that they needed, and you know I, I, he he talked about the Houston game. He brought up the Houston game, and as did Donovan, which. You know, you're the guy that brought that up. I, I always tell Jake he's, he could be a great coach. He understands this thing, yeah, you know. It. But but Bojan talked about, hey, that could have been like the Houston thing, and we got better than we were, you know, in that situation, and that's positive. He talked about the young guys getting in and playing, getting to play a quarter. So that he just he sees it and, and gets the grand picture, which you really like. All right, should we get to some stat nuggets from our guy Tyson Ewing? Oh, please. Tyson Ewing does these stats for the television broadcast on AT&T Sportsnet and uh, usually feeds a few nuggets our way for the postgame. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at TyEwing2, at T-Y-E-W-I-N-G-2. Uh, the Jazz won their 17th consecutive home game. This is the fifth longest home winning streak in franchise history. Uh, 13th time this season that the Jazz have hit 20-plus threes in a game. That's now tied with the 1920 Houston Rockets for number two in NBA history. The number to catch is 18. Guessing they'll get there. Say that. No, what year again? You uh, said last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so they're at 13. They got to get to 18 again. I'm I'm guessing that they get there. They'll get there. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has now had five plus assists in five consecutive games, and that is a career high. It is the 10th consecutive game where he has had four or more assists, also a career high. Got to like to see that, along with the zero turnovers, as you pointed out. Earlier. I'll tell you what, he has, he's had a look in his eye the last couple games, and his shot, <clears throat> I've noticed, is really, like, it's really dialed in. For Donovan, it's uh, his, his stroke is really compact, but he's just got great lift on it, rotation's tight. You know, he's just, he's in one of those modes, too, where he's making... Making shots look easy. Turned around, I think, in the, I want to say the Toronto game, certainly with Chicago. But we saw a little bit different Donovan after the All-Star break, but it seems like he's kind of rounded back into the decision-making Donovan that we For saw sure. in the first part of the year. Yeah, and, and if anything, maybe the objective coming out of the All-Star break for him was to just be more aggressive in the first quarter because we know he kind of started slow. Um, and, and actually those things, he's, he was still really aggressive, but I agree his decision-making is better. All right. Uh, how about this? Mike Conley had 10, uh, uh, at the beginning of the game, Mike Conley had 10 and Donovan had 12 in the first quarter. It's the first time they have each scored in double figures in the first quarter since Conley joined the team. Uh, Jordan Clarkson has now hit a three pointer in 69 consecutive games, still the third longest active streak behind Fred Van Vliet and Steph Curry and the 15th longest uh, in NBA history. I'm glad he nice. made that one. Yeah, just got just got that one tonight. So that's, that's like the limbo bars. Get it? It was pretty low, but he was able to get under that thing. That was kind of like uh, you know Cal Ripken during the streak, where there were a couple games there, and at the end, where they were like, "All right, Cal, it, took him out there in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be right here, buddy. Get a couple innings in, Cal. <laughs> we'll Let's call get it this good. Official and. <laughs> Uh, this was Jordan Clarkson's worst shooting game of his career, one for 15. It was the fifth worst overall shooting performance in Jazz history. 
Uh, Gordon Hayward had a game where he was one of 17. Conley had a game where he was one of 16. Malone had a one for 16 game, as did Brian Russell. Uh, this is the second worst uh, shooting three-point shooting performance in Utah Jazz history, only to be outdone. Uh, Clarkson's one of 11, only to be outdone by Trey Burke, who had an 0 for 11 game. Uh, it was also his Utah Jazz career low with just three points. And just because Tyson, and he mentioned this uh, when he sent these to me, he said he doesn't want to end on a bad note. So let's end with this. Jazz are now 24-0 and this season when they have a run of at least 10-0. Uh, they had an 11-0 run with 738 remaining in the first quarter. And that was about the end of it at that point. Yeah, it was. It was. Tonight it 738, was. you were like looking at me like, all right, don't foul. Don't foul. Let's keep this that clock going to be. Rolling. Keep it moving. Let's leave it with Jordan's tweet one more time. Great team win. Keep growing. Keep getting better. Laying brick by brick. I think I took that literally tonight. Smiley face, cry face. On to the next one. I, you just have to love it. And um, there's no doubt, just from a karma standpoint, good vibes coming his way. Uh, absolutely. No doubt about it. Because I'm telling you, he's he's got karma figured out. All right, I uh, want to uh, remind you about our friends Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer uh, and the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 118-88 is your final Jazz beat the Nets. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one, and I, I want to pick your brain if the Jazz make a deal by 1 p.m. tomorrow. We'll get to that coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Here comes Donovan, he's got 20. Three straight games with 30. To the rack, layup good. Jazz by 35. There's your play of the game right there, courtesy of our friend David Locke. It's brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Your Jazz Game Night post-game show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. 118-88 to is your final the Jazz smack around the shorthanded Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. We'll reset some of the stats here and get some final thoughts from you, uh, Coach, here in a moment. But let's talk about the trade deadline coming up tomorrow. One o'clock here local is the trade deadline, and I'm I'm really curious to see how many fireworks we really see. We saw some players sit out tonight, which would kind of make you curious as to. Uh, if they're moved by the deadline, specifically Kyle Lowry, David talked about uh, his situation during the broadcast a little bit. You know, if you saw the way he came off the floor and his post-game press conference would appear that everybody kind of knows that he might be moving on by tomorrow. Uh, Victor Oladipo did not play for the Rockets tonight. They did say he was uh, uh, dealing with, I believe they said he was dealing with an injury. It might have been personal. I No, in fact, they did say an injury. But a lot of people kind of speculating that, uh, that maybe – that means he might be on the move. We've heard other names like J.J. Redick and Eric Gordon. Of course, we're waiting to see if uh, there are buyouts, uh, like uh, for possibly Andre Drummond of the Cavs. But let's talk about the Jazz here for a second, uh, Coach. You know, they're the first-place team in the West, first-place team in the league. They've gone on uh, great runs. Uh, they've beat really, really good teams. Now, of course, they haven't been perfect, and uh, they, they've had some rough losses as well. But let's talk first, if, uh, you know, how aggressive maybe should this Jazz team be in the trade market? 
I, I think it's interesting, and it's it's the component that um, you know. My understanding is you you probably always got to be out there, um, whether you're you're you know always dealing or, or wanting to deal or not. I think the the fact that <clears throat> conversations happen and you get a, a lay of the land. I think it is uh, you know to put David's point this year with no off season. Um, it really does make tomorrow the possibility of a lot of fire, fireworks very possible for tomorrow um, because teams have this opportunity right now to shift around assets, um, you know, something maybe they covet, they feel like they could get. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited to see kind of how it uh, affects the Jazz. I don't know that the Jazz are going to be, at the end of the day, um, willing to give up certain pieces for what, you know, the success they're having. But I, the the deadline also, I think you got to look at a guy like does a Kyle Lowry end up in a, a spot all of a sudden that becomes a fly in the ointment for the Jazz? Uh, Aaron Gordon, you know, he's being rumored to the Nuggets possibly. What does that do? You know, that really does kind of shore up a lot of issues for them. So uh, I think those are the things from a Jazz standpoint to be watching for. Um, you know, I don't read a whole lot into the J.J. Redick thing. I would imagine they'll – you know, as you said off air, there's probably, uh, you know, more value, you know, to, for a guy like that. Uh, we talked about Norman Powell, a guy like that. So just uh, interested and curious to see how that all goes down. You know, that's the thing. I wouldn't expect a, a major move from this Jazz team. Maybe maybe something to shore things up. But, you know, I'll, I'll, honestly, the way this team plays together and and with their current salary situation where they're a little bit over the luxury tax, I mean, they really would have to give up something to get something. And maybe there's something out there that is so enticing that would encourage a move like that. But just based on Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck's history, not that they're not, you know, constantly looking to make moves and, and making phone calls. And we have seen them make big moves, but they're not exactly the most uh, rash front office. Is that the right word for it? Or not the most, you know, they're not they're certainly not going to go make a big move just to make a big move. Yeah, I, I think what they are is they're, you know, what what's worked for the Jazz is I think they've always been willing to deal, but they're never going to or, you know, they're really going to avoid the bad deal just for the sake of making a deal. Um, I think the deals they've done have made sense. Uh, and I would I would expect, you know, the one thing you'd look at and say, what would make this team better? Um and the one thing the Jazz have an abundance of is shooting. Um, the league, as we watch nightly, can use shooting. So the Jazz have a real asset with a bunch of shooting. Do they, you know, do they possibly look to diversify and get somebody that's really, really aggressive, perhaps in the driving area on offense, but just a lockdown defender perimeter guy? Um, and, and who is that? And, and do they have they identified the per, that person or? or so that that's the only direction I think the Jazz could possibly go, uh, using little of their capital, but possibly gaining some diversification in their roster. This is certainly not inside info; just my opinion speaking here. But I would be surprised if they made a real no for sure big move no, it, uh, by tomorrow's they, deadline. Right now, they have the best hand. You know, they're at the table, uh, and the one thing they do know is they have the best hand because it's been proven over this amount of time. Now, will that translate into the postseason and all that? You know, those are the decisions they have to make. But I agree with you. I think standing Pat's probably the really prudent play. All right, let's uh, – well, actually, let's reset some of these uh, statistics if folks are just jumping in their car at 11.28 p.m. Just, yeah, just getting off work. <laughs> just uh, just getting off work at 11, uh, 11.28 
118-88 is your final. Jazz led tonight by uh, Donovan Mitchell, who had 27 points. Great game from Donovan. 20 of those in the first half. Uh, 11 of 18 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3. I'm with you. Maybe the most uh, impressive stats tonight, 7 assists to 0 turnovers for Donovan, which is which is just phenomenal for him. Mike Conley with 18 points. Bogdanovich breaks out of his slump a little bit. 18 points on 4 of 6 shooting from 3, 5 of 8 from the field. And George Niang had a nice night coming in off the bench uh, with 15 points. As David noted, 10 different Jazz players made threes tonight. It doesn't happen often. And the Jazz played uh, an NBA record tying 15 total players, which, of course, is tying an NBA record because rosters have only had 15 players on them for this year. Uh, that's right. It's a very recent right record. So uh, the pretty interesting stuff as far as the Nets go. I mean, uh, unspectacular. Uh, let's see. Elise, am I saying that yeah, right? Elise, Elise Johnson uh, had 23 points for them. Uh, coming in off the bench. But, uh, of course, a non-star-studded roster tonight for the Brooklyn Nets. What do you think of TLC? <laughs> I like I like our guy, uh, TLC. Luawu uh, Cabarro. 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 Uh, he had 14 points, 5 of 17 shooting, 2 of 9 from 3. Not bashful, Cabarro. Uh, and you know, he has a, a very uh, prance. He, has, he prances out there. He, he's got a lot of lift he does a little spring a little spring in his step uh let's get some final thoughts from you coach before we close the book on this one as far as uh, you know the objectives you obviously want to win the game and but beyond all that i think a lot of things um you know like people on the team you know personnel got in a better spot uh for the for the most part and um and they were able to work on a couple of things as quinn mentioned and we talked about the the transition defense was an issue, um, and, and that's something they were able to kind of shore up tonight. Um, certainly not the Nets-Jazz game we were all kind of expecting, say, a week ago, um, and national television and everything else, but you can only play the games as they show up. And, and like Boyan said, I mean, so many times you prep and then you walk out there on the court about an hour and a half before and you see the dude that you've prepped for all, you know, a couple of days for is in street clothes. So the whole plan gets, you know, shuffled around in an hour and, and you, you put together your best effort. But I just, I liked the, what the Jazz did tonight. If you focus on what they did, not the opponent, what they did, how they approached it, and, you know, compare it to the Rockets game last week, certainly a better result. Absolutely, no <clears throat> doubt. All right, we want to say big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone. Great job by those two, as usual, calling the action tonight. Thanks to John Kiefer, who is our broadcast assistant. Thanks to Alex Lundberg. Lundy, doing a great job, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Uh, big thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of uh, Jazz Post Game, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer, and proud to be the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And, of course, Tim, thank you, sir. We got through a, I mean, it was an effort, but I thought we, we handled it well. We charged right through it. Charged right good. through it. All good. Uh, our next broadcast coming your way Friday night, Jazz will uh, host the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant, hopefully we'll get a chance to see him. Uh, that game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.